I forgot to tell you. What? <laughs> My cab driver back from the airport literally <laughs> tried giving me a joint. Because <laughs> he's like, Miss, are you an actress? And I was like, no. He's like, well, you look like an actress. And I was like, well, thank you. Um, and he was like, well, he's like, actresses, he's like, do you smoke at all? And I was like, I'm not like, really? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, do you mind if I smoke? And I'm like, live your life, my friend. And then he pulls out a bunch of spliffs from his <laughs> cigarette box and he's like, He's like, oh, are you, he's like, you want? And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. He's like, where are you from? L.A.? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, yeah, you're not an actress. <laughs> and um, he he was like so friendly and he just like was smoking weed. <laughs> and then at the end, he was like, you're so cool. I just bought a bunch of this. I'm, I'm sorry. giving this to you this shit, as a present. And he gave me Axe deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He gave me. He said, I want you to have this. And he goes, <laughs> yeah he was like you were so good to me this trip i had such a he's like it didn't even seem like work i just bought a bunch of these cans and i'm giving one to you <laughs> and uh, but, yeah i have axe antiperspirant black 48 hours fresh protection oh only to you helene i know these things only happen to me and the never heard a story like but yeah so the this cab driver gave me this axe and um yeah and he was really nice and he gave, he offered me a bunch of weed he also this this it does not stop there by the way it doesn't stop there um so he goes i was telling him about my flight anxiety or anxiety in general and um he goes you know my friend gave me something for anxiety too i'm like oh yeah I was like, well, mine's like legit. It's like prescription from my doctor. And he's like, oh, I see what you mean. I was like, no, no, no. It's like legit, like a pill. And he's like, I got a prescription too. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he takes out and he's like, it's from a dispensary. He's like, my cousin has a medical card. And then he shows me and I'm like, oh, cool. And then he like, He's like, did you smell it? And I was like, no. He's like, smell it. And then I smelled it and it was real dank. And I was like, well, that's pretty dank. And he's like, I know. <laughs> it's just like, what, what is going on? <laughs> and, then, and then he was telling me about my like astrology side. And he was telling me how like to be better in the world and like, and how like people aren't worth like, the pain or whatever and I was like like that you know you just have to move on and I was like oh my god who are you <laughs> but I I did I didn't say no I was like what if he was like aha you're from he's like it makes sense you're from New Jersey originally you guys follow the law more <laughs> I'm like oh, I don't necessarily know if that's the case I think I'm just a fucking nerd and I'm like 
I don't want to take random weed from a random guy in a cab. Honestly, like, because if it was like someone in LA who worked at Ease and was like, here, I'll give you these. And they were like packaged and stuff. Hell yeah, I'll take a free joint. Most of my weed was given to me in the first place. But if it's just like one heat rolled, like, fuck no, you don't know what that is. Hi, I'm Kayla. What? What? Oh, and I'm Helene. <laughs> and tag time, which is very apparent because I just that is a- I just smoked too much too quickly. So this is going to be a very special podcast in that I am not going to make possibly all of the sense, but uh, I feel great. Yay! So, um, do you feel like high crime? I think I really do. Nice. Oh. I was saying about my cab driver. Anyway, oh yeah. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't because I don't know what you know. I mean, he seemed like a cool guy, but I'm I'm not a cool guy. I'm a weird woman, and that is a totally different story. If you know, every bad story starts out with a cool guy. So uh, the end of that story is unfortunately dead ladies so i didn't want to be one on the off chance that he was a murderer even though he didn't seem to be and he was pretty friendly because he kept offering me some dank weed (laughs) anyways i don't know like when you said you smelled it and you were like oh that's dank yeah i don't really know what that means it's like it has that like earthy wet like like fresh fresh from the vine (laughs) smell of of like good weed like it like it smells like it's not dried out like it's like it's dank it's like it's like ready to go it's like it's fresh it's ready it's it's ready for the day like that's that uh feeling smell smell and feeling it's a feeling too i think okay dank is a dank is a mindset who gave you a can of axe this (laughs) this week (laughs) I've actually never been given a can of wax. So, um. so this is not the first. This is not the first time I've been given a can of axe by someone before. Shut up! Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's that's another story for another time. We can even talk about we we can even talk about how in this same week, I mean, in the same uh, in the same two-day 48-hour period I was also stranded at a barn in the middle of farmland (laughs) and now I'm back (laughs) why were you well I was at a barn because there was going to be a photo shoot and there was I also had these friends and then they ended up not being like great friends and um we had a misunderstanding and it was really weird and then it was just like peace out you're gonna be at the barn and I'm like what <laughs> so then I had to uber for a bar at the barn and I was in the middle of nowhere and um an uber went 30 minutes out of his way so anyways I escaped from the barn and spent some time at the beach by yourself. By myself. Yeah. 
And then I was like, fuck, how do I get home? Because it's like a kind of remote-ish. It's like a huge beach area, but it's really only, you can only get there by car. And I'm from New York and I don't fucking have a car, unlike the rest of the world. So I rely on public transit. And there was no bus until tomorrow. So I like freaked out. And then I was like, what do I do? And then, of course, this is the most popular weekend to be there. Michael Jordan was there for a giant yacht marlin fishing contest. And then I met a fisherman who is from Spain. And he had a yacht. And he um, uh, was like a professional marlin fisherman. And he offered me cocaine on his boat. And I was like, I didn't go on his boat. But, but I said no. <laughs> What? You know, of course you didn't because you're talking to me right now. I know. I Guys, know. Don't you know how easy it is to kill someone on a boat? Like, I will never go on a cruise. I, I've, I've never done a real legit cruise, but I've done, like, overnight rides and just, like, never again. Because obviously you don't have your own, like, police department on this fucking boat. So it's like you have to rely on... You'd think maybe it would be, like, where you are in the water. Like, are you in France? I don't know. No. It's wherever the boat is registered. And a lot of times it's in places like the Bahamas, like, different, like, smaller islands who don't have the numbers to send some of their whole, like, unit out to do an investigation on a fucking boat. So, like, they just do a quick report and you can't do anything because you can't report it in America because it didn't technically happen. It's just, like, really fucking scary because basically, like, you just won't – it just won't get uh, investigated. That's why if you – if people murder people, it's done on cruise ships. Watch out next time you and your grandma are playing bingo on a, you know, a cruise ship we won't <laughs> name just in case they decide to sponsor us one day. <laughs> Very smart. No, we won't use names. Because <laughs> – uh well because like how easy is it to just like wink wink fell overboard (laughs) like there aren't walls it's a fucking open-sided thing and you can just fall over into the goddamn ocean oh yeah and um there's a lot of famous uh there's a lot of famous um boat murders like um yeah i listened to wine and crime i think it was they had an episode on cruise deaths and uh it's fucking scary also um i just read this book uh it's by ruth ware who she's like my favorite author right now because she writes all of these amazing female driven thrillers they're so good oh my god they're so good in a dark dark wood is my favorite one but they're all so enthralling great beach reads but oh the Woman in Cabin 10, I just finished. And it, it's, a, it's a scary boat situation. And it's so fucking good. And I highly recommend it because now I'm sad that I finished it. I read that book. Isn't it so good? It's so freaking good. I loved it so much. Same. They're making In a Dark Dark Wood into a movie. It's one of the Reese Witherspoon projects. And I'm so freaking excited. Ugh, I love a good... I love a good Reese Witherspoon project. I'm so happy she's a producer. 
Same. And it's just like, it's just really nice because obviously there's like a million thrillers out there and you have all the like James Patterson's of the world that have like series. But it's just like the same thing with podcasts and the same thing with directors. It's just different when it's from a woman's point of view. Like I just, I love female authors who write thrillers because it's just like, there's just a different vibe to it. And it's just, so that's been my thing lately is I want to read like, as some kind of thriller or like murder mystery, but I want it to be written by a woman. And I've read some fucking books, so it's not staring me wrong. Well, also, there's no like weird par like multi long paragraphs about nipples, like in thrillers. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. in thrillers written by men, they always like. There's always like really detailed description of like the female protagonist nipples and like like it's the the breeze and the temperature and it's like dude no dude i'm so fucking high oh my god i'm sorry guys all right let's uh continue oh okay no i thought i remembered but i didn't oh um female authors don't write long paragraphs about nipples yes there's no gratuitous like let me talk about his butt for 30 pages like no there's no weird awkward descriptions where you spend way too much time like a fucking esquire writing esquire reporter writing about uh angelina jolie how like it's just like so uncomfortable and unnecessary or like mentioning like a bulge and i'm like nope this is not the time nor the place this is not a romantic scene this isn't even like a weird <laughs> crime situation. This is literally just people in a room. Like, calm your shit. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Okay. This could go on forever. In case you got distracted because it was not on topic, uh, this is High Crime, the True Crime and Cannabis podcast. Um, I would apologize for how soon I am, but that's also kind of the point. So, uh, yes, we have a new case this week Woo! party yeah and um oh before we get started there are a couple things i wanted to mention first i this is like not an ad or anything i don't even know that we're doing this but i'm just really fucking excited about this scary stories to tell in the dark movie and i and i loved it like i you guys i really liked it because it it's like scary enough that you don't feel like you're just watching a kid's movie that isn't scary at all like I the woman next to me jumped like three times and it really kind of the stories aren't told exactly the way they are in the book like some are combined and stuff but it's the 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 feel of it is just completely captured they did an amazing job creating these monsters because you know the Stephen Gamel drawings are like super weird and kind of almost abstract they're so strange but like they fucking brought them to life that's awesome I actually did a little promo for that I did like uh an event for it with axe throwing did you throw an axe I didn't get to throw an axe but I did get to take pictures of people throwing axes at the scarecrow oh shit at the scarecrow and then at Harold yeah at Harold yeah and um and I dressed kind of witchy but that's like every day for you me and Jamie so that's not like yeah I'm like I just keep more and more I'll just look at an outfit and I'm like oh I remember once I was going oh I was going to my friend Autumn's birthday because she's super into Halloween too and uh her birthday is in October and I I mean 
a little bit I was dressed for the season. Like I was wearing like bat earrings, but I was just wearing like an outfit. And someone, I was buying like a bunch of like funny dollar store stuff to fill a wine glass. Uh-huh. And um, the guy in the dollar store was just like, oh, what are you, you're already in costume. What are you dressed as? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and these are just my clothes. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. The Ugh. if you you have officially become like that LA person who's like the quirky like where you're like is she in a costume or is that just how she looks all the time? I love it. I love it. It's great. You look great too. If every everybody check out Kayla's Instagram, check her out. <laughs> I try. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of trying, I've ordered a couple new things. I'm just like. I like throughout the year I add little like spooky pieces that are like things you can actually wear uh as like an actual fashion item or purse but they're very themed so like Halloween like from September to like November I'm just gonna be wearing like stuff that I feel like is maybe too weird normally um like I ordered uh I have like a beret that looks like a pumpkin from this Etsy store and I just bought when I was at Midsummer Scream I got a black beret that in um I think green glitter it says beat it creep like a crybaby oh that's awesome I love it yeah it's really cute I love it cancer babes oh (laughs) that is so not one Anyway, okay, but the store, or well, it was a booth at Midsummer Scream, but the place that I found the hat, I actually ended up buying like 10 things from them, but it's, the Instagram is Madam Whiskers. It's just so fucking delightful that I got serial killer earrings, like it's pictures of like Ted Bundy and H.H. Holmes, and um, I got a ring that has Jareth from the Labyrinth in it, which um, you know how fucking much I love Jareth and Labyrinth. Jareth. Don't name your child that, though. But it's in bot. David Bowie plays him. <laughs> Respect to David Bowie. That's true. But yeah, I got some really cool stuff. That's true. And the coolest part is that, yes, I am keeping some of that for myself. I respect But that. the rest of it is going to be part of a high crime giveaway, which will be announced soon on the social media. <gasps> I'm so jealous. Who's going to win? We don't know. You're all going to enter, and one of you is going to win. But all for myself. I want to win. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just make a disguise. I'll, I'll engage in some high crime just to get this prize package you speak of, Kayla. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is how we gain listeners. <laughs> okay. So that was one thing I wanted to say. And the other thing I wanted to say – Oh my God, how did I just fucking forget it? Oh, no. Okay, so tonight, exactly, August, well, it won't be when you hear this. It'll be a week later. But (laughs) right now, August 9th is when Charles Manson killed, well, his followers killed Sharon Tate and Abigail Folger and that whole thing. That the start of, well, okay, it wasn't the start of Helter Skelter, but it was like the 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 first like notable one that everyone knows but that's tonight and I just wanted to acknowledge that because I know a lot of people have been doing like special Manson episodes and there's like all these movies coming out and all this other shit because it's the anniversary I think it was uh it was 1969 but we obviously aren't doing that um we will definitely cover Manson because I think he's very interesting but 
it's been a hell of a week. So uh, we did not have time to do because we'd want to give him the treatment that we gave Ted Bundy, where it's like multiple episodes and like very, very researched. And that just wasn't going to happen this week. I could also bring on my friend who you wouldn't be able to see. But I swear to God, he is definitely like the great grandson of of um charles manson i swear you just take a picture of him he looks just like him on the instagram i'll ask his permission if i can do a side by side that's fair (laughs) i have to see if he's applying to business schools still or not or what so just in case (laughs) yeah but i just wanted to acknowledge that we're not just like bad true crime fans like we we fucking know it's the anniversary everyone's talking about it it's a huge thing and actually didn't fucking zach baggins just buy the house that sharon tate was killed in oh no you know what i think it might have been the Biancos. yeah there was a house in la and it was the the manson murder house and i can't remember if it was the tates or the Biancos, but whichever it was it was one of them and he yeah zach baggins bought it so i'm actually really curious to see if he's gonna like turn it into some kind of like weird museum or something uh I don't know. Yeah. So it's the, it is the La Bianca home. I'm looking on California Today. Okay. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, yeah. So Zach Baggins, the host of the Travel Channel series Ghost Adventures, closed on it at an asking price of 1.98 million. And, um, and, they're doing like a wait and see because they don't want to exploit the history. And then there's also a mention of like surf therapy or something. What? Yeah. And and then and then also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. Yeah, which I completely forgot. I need to see that. <laughs> Me too. You know what? I love Quentin Tarantino. Probably not as a person, but as a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the like over the top ridiculousness and I do like the female characters. I got my dad ticket for uh Christmas to the they did a special showing um not show not individually I forget what the word is but they did like a special oh run of the movie of Hateful Eight in uh what is it something millimeter 75 16 16 I feel like it was isn't 16 millimeter 16 millimeters like the the original like that's that's like bigger why can't i find this i swear there's like Thirty-five millimeter. Thirty-five millimeter. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was either way. It was one of those special ones where it's like the original film, and they did it like old school movie releases where it had an intermission with like a song interlude. Uh, yes. And you got this like big fancy uh, kind of playbill almost with information about the movie. So that was my, one of my gifts to my dad. Ooh. So yeah, that was that was cool. That's really cool. I love the little like old um intermissions like with the weird dancing um popcorn and chocolate like let's go into the lobby let's go into the lobby yes to get ourselves a treat <laughs> yes oh my god i love it um oh yeah i think that was it we were just talking about manson yes and what else anything We'll we'll do a special Manson related episodes. One hundred percent. Not today. Not today. Not today, people. Not today. <laughs> Give us a break here. But 
We do have a story. We do have a story. And I think it's really interesting. I think it's interesting too. You don't know what it is yet. <laughs> no, but I already know. I already know that it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, are you ready? I'm ready. I was just thinking what? this is why I was stranded at a barn. <laughs> So dark. I'm just incorrigible. Anyways, <laughs> okay, so please continue. I'm. I want to hear. I'm going to be telling you about Carl Denke. Ooh. Carl Denke. Denke. I don't know. It's German, um, or maybe it's Polish. Oh fuck. I don't know. But I'm going to say Denke. But okay. Actually, I might just call him Carl. Just call him Carl. <laughs> We're all buddy old friends. Oh, fuck. I just realized I didn't say. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. I was like, fuck, did I not say what time period this is in? Okay. Helene, I am going to tell you a story. Ooh, what kind of story? A really twisted one, actually. My favorites. <laughs> okay, here we go. So Carl was a very kind, helpful man. He was beloved by the members of uh, his Polish community of Jambice. Jambice, I don't know. This already does not sound promising. <laughs> Anytime someone is well-beloved by a community, just, okay, here's an FYI for everyone. Never become beloved by a community because it will be, either you will be a killer or you will die. This is how the world works. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Anyways. There's like a bit on, on I think on My Favorite Murder, there's like a bit where they were reading from the Facebook group and it was people saying um, the ways that you know someone's like about to be murdered or like basically like the intros of those, all those like ID shows. And it's like her smile lit up a room. Like she's going to die. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't floss guys. Don't let your smile light up too bright. <laughs> <laughs> Flossing is for nerds. Okay. <laughs> all right so where are we we're in poland uh his his community loves him oh they love him so much that they call him papa denke oh i guess so like the whole community they call him papa that's sweet i guess and he played at the local church <laughs> he took in the homeless and offered them meals wow isn't he great <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you can guess by now. This is all too perfect. And also, this is a true crime podcast. So that wasn't exactly true. Papa Dinky wasn't quite what everybody thought he was. Saw it coming from a mile away. <laughs> okay, so he was born in 1870. And he came from a family of respected, you know, mid-level wealthy farmers. And so like initially he had a lot going for him. Like he had like he came from a good background, but he was he was a troubled student and uh he just he couldn't he couldn't take it. Like he just was he was struggling in school and he just like felt like a failure and he was just kind of like fuck this. And so at only 12 years old, he runs away and becomes a gardener apprentice. But yeah, so like his history, it like stops for a bit because it's like, yeah, then he ran away from his family and became a gardener apprentice. And you're just like, okay, okay. can you imagine actually running away at 12? And then your family being like, I guess if you really wanted to. <laughs> but it's just like I think about when I like, graduated college and like moved out here and I'm just like I was what 22 and I didn't feel like ready and this kid's like 12 and he's like all right on to the next one my mom doesn't hear from me during the day just like a day 
And she's like, are you dead? And I'm like, nope, surprisingly still alive. My mom doesn't ask if I'm dead, but she'll just text me and just open the text. When are you going to FaceTime? <laughs> Maggie loves a good FaceTime. Maggie! <laughs> shout out shout out to Maggie, Susan. And Susie. Yes. <laughs> Maggie, Susan, and Susie, <laughs> the mothers of these three crazy cats. Yes. Love you guys. Love you. I know you guys are like listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> listening to us on our crackly audio. Yeah. <laughs> our moms listen to us, okay, guys? <laughs> we have fans. Okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah, he wasn't fucking Mr. Perfect. He just wasn't. Um, and that would be fucking comma Mr. Perfect, not fucking Mr. Perfect. <laughs> he was fucking Mr. Perfect in a <laughs> salacious turn of events. No, just kidding. I just had to clarify that. The grammar nerd in me. I don't know his life. We could have only hoped. <laughs> That's anyway. true. So, okay. He, he ran away. Bye. And the gardener apprenticing thing and I guess that went well for like 10 years that's a long apprenticeship and then when he was 25 his father (laughs) yeah 12 to 25 (gasps) that's a long span of time like I said the middle part of his life is just kind of like missing but yeah so he's 25 his father died he gets a nice little inheritance Oh, all right. Problem is, he lost it pretty quickly because he tried to start his own farm, which you'd think he would be good at since he that's what he grew up with, but didn't go so hot, and he lost all of his money, and so then he had to sell his house because he ended up buying, a, yeah, he or he bought the farm, yeah, um, and then he had to sell that, and with the money, he... Like, he sold the house and whatever money he got from that, he just, like, t- sold whatever he could, took the money, and that's when he moved to Jeanbiche. Uh, I guarantee I'm saying that wrong. But I listened to something on Google that said it. You know what? I think the city of Zambiche is happy to have you representing them right now. Okay. I'm trying, guys. So, okay. So, yeah, he had to move. But then he, you know, he uses the money that he got from the farm And he buys a two-story home, so that's not bad. He's got, you know, he's got that going for him. He, uh, oh, yeah, oh, (laughs) I'm trying to understand my notes. (laughs) Because I had said that he liquidated everything he had, and then he moved, and he buys this, you know, two-story house. And I just wrote in my notes that if I liquidated all of my assets, I wouldn't be able to buy a two-story house. If I liquidated all of my assets, I I don't have that either. <laughs> I feel like that's also I feel like that's also every time I hear the word liquidating, I just think of things like melting like Alex Mack. Remember the secrets of yes. Alex Mack? Yes. I just think of everything liquidating like ooh, it's liquid. <laughs> <laughs> You're just taking it very liquidly. I'm taking it very liquidly. <laughs> Anyways. Just, just put me in a box and send me out to sea. Yeah, he got a two-story house. And 
the town that he had moved to was pretty small, had 8,000 residents. And that's how he kind of became this like beloved citizen because it wasn't that big. And they, I guess they knew each other more. I don't know any of my neighbors and I live in a little complex. So I don't know what that's like, but. (laughs) Don't talk to your neighbors. That's weird until you have a lot of money. But it, it worked well for Carl. And he also was able to get a little shop and he sold leather, uh, oh, leather suspenders, belts, shoelaces, and jars of boneless pickled pork. So he's basically like an Etsy creator today. An Etsy butcher. An Etsy butcher. I sell That's handmade leather goods. <laughs> I sell handmade leather, leather goods. And at the Melrose Flea Market uh, swap meet, I have my boneless pickled whatever pork pork (laughs) (laughs) oh god that sounds so gross (gasps) it's the new trend anyways yeah so things again seemed to be going well for a little while uh because you know he had this home and he had this business well then world war one happened oh god yeah and so inflation in poland because it was Poland was like run by Germany and the German money just was like basically useless at this point. But yeah, so in 1921, he lost his home and not only did he lose ownership of the home, but then the company who acquired it, apparently this was something that was always an issue. They fucking turned it into a, a an apartment complex. Oh. So then he was forced to rent build or rent uh apartments from what used to be his own home oh that's sad right that's really fucking sad although i'll probably be a little less sad for him once i find out what carl did that's true okay so what he did was he started taking in homeless migrants in that same year even though he was in the apartments and um everyone was so focused on you know their own shit that was like falling to pieces that they didn't realize that uh, these quote unquote guests that Carl was uh, having never really seemed to leave. Oh, oh no. Yeah. And the saddest part is he used the fact that he was known as like this super nice guy to get his victims. He would go, this is like the fucking worst. It's like Chaz Reinhold from Wedding Crashers, but like fucking 10 times worse. Because instead of going to a funeral to pick up women, he would go to funerals to pick up victims. <gasps> no. Like they're from out of town visiting their family. He'd fucking be like, oh, come stay at my place. I, I you know, have an open room. I'm this friendly church going man. And then they'd fucking never leave. I would never, if a friendly church-going man was like, hey, Helene, you want to stay in my place? I'm a friendly church-going man. I'm called Papa. I'd be like, absolutely not. I think by now we know. (laughs) We know what's going to happen to me if I go home with you, Papa. It's not good. What a horrifying image. (laughs) <laughs> Papa doesn't have quite the same feel as daddy does it no oh <laughs> we won't say that 
Oh my god, I did say it. Um, Please. <laughs> but, um, but these people sadly were not murderinos, so they did not have the wherewithal to think, hey, this is kind of sketchy. So they thought he was just being a good Samaritan. They would go back with him, and again, they would just never be seen again. Oh, God. I'm like... But that's not the worst part. Oh, no. What did he do? What did he do with them, <laughs> Kayla? What did Papa do? <laughs> you know how I talk about uh, those leather belts? Oh, no. What did he do? So his little shop... Spit it out. <laughs> his little shop was using humans like cattle. Ah! No! No! So... The leather belts, the leather shoelaces, the suspenders. It was all, it wasn't cowhide. It was fucking human flesh. <gasps> Ugh, gross. And remember that pickled pork? Yeah. Yeah, that was human too. <gasps> so he's basically, this is a real life Sweeney Todd. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Except he was, oh, well, yeah, I guess demon butcher works. Yeah. The demon, Todd. the demon barber of Fleet Street. Maybe that's where they got Sweeney Todd from. Oh, maybe. It's a pie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, I wish he had a song. Like, these are the worst porks in what what city? Jimbiche. These are the worst porks in Jimbiche. <laughs> now we can write it. Now we could write it. Steven Sondheim, eat your heart out. Yeah, I'm going to write a song about a fucking poor butcher who served humans. I think the fact that, I think what's troubling me the most is it's not just that he's like serving human flesh to people, but it's in so many different forms. Oh, he got real creative with his uh, his uh, tanning, splaying, cooking. He was just, he was basically yeah. just like a YouTuber of the... Uh, of the 18 of the actually that makes me think a fucking not one three deer jumped in front of me today when i was driving through the hills it was so terrifying but luckily i did not hit any of them and no one behind me did either that's good and then they went off into the woods yeah, cause and bambi's crazy. mother was shot no okay that gets me every time i also met a deer hunting person who was gonna get a deer hunting tattoo no. this past week and i had to pretend Ugh. that that was a good idea that they had i just uh, i don't know that's just a very scary image i know i thought about it the whole time when i was talking to these deer hunters i mean i think they were other things but they did it for fun which is like i don't know right that's another story for another time anyways Back to Jambiche. Yeah. So Poland, oh, I said this, I might have said this too early, but whatever. So Poland was under German control at this point. Inflation was horrible. German money was basically useless. So people didn't have, it was hard to get supplies and the money was basically useless. So it was like, you know, what the fuck? So Danke Carl, not only did he, he, in killing people, he used them. So that was like meat he didn't have to buy, but also, People were so desperate for supplies that, like, they're not going to question whatever they're being given. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you, Kayla, if you 
gave me a handmade leather good with like you know like a little like Coachella purse with fringes I'd be like oh my god that is so sweet and I wouldn't be like I wonder if Kayla killed travelers from funerals and turned them into my purse you know what I mean it's not the first thought that comes to mind no of course not now okay this is really morbid but now I'm kind of really curious as to what a human belt looks like I know I don't really know this is so bad (laughs) this is so bad sorry guys Morbid curiosity. I, if you're into true crime, you're probably thinking it too. So it's not, you know, it's not even that bad because not to shit talk wine and crime, but I was listening to one of their episodes. I'm assuming it was the episode on cannibals. And the one girl, like they were talking about like how they would like try it. Like what are the circumstances? And, uh-huh. and it, the talk also got to animals because I think the one girl was saying she would eat their, like if, you know, the end times came and you had to eat like someone to stay alive like she said she would eat their pets before she would eat one of her friends and her two other friends were like fuck that I would eat you before I'd eat my dog wow I don't agree with that (laughs) sorry I would eat I would 100% eat people's pets I just um before I eat my fucking friends (laughs) I just Daisy. Oh, you don't have to eat Daisy. I will. So wait, so my dog- in the end of times only. My dog's dying and I'm starving. Yeah. So, well, I would eat Daisy for you and you could eat whatever pet I have. Okay. Yeah. Like my I don't know what. I think I would probably have a dog. You could eat them. I'm I'm not saying people should eat their pets. No. Don't get on me. No, this is like the one dead shit. But but I would 100% I'm sorry in the end of times all of our constructed like pet children shit that goes out the fucking window. You bet that my like crazy ass would be like I'm eating fluffy tonight and like your cats on my goddamn table because I'm not dying in the apocalypse. Anyway, <laughs> see I'm I pretty will die in the apocalypse. So I so Kayla, you're probably aware I'm trying to recruit an apocalypse crew i have a bevy of friends and lovers who have several um life life skills outdoors skills and and i'm trying basically like i need Mm -hmm. to know if certain people have certain end of the world skills so uh, this is not like yeah this is not like a priority i'm not like a doomsdayer even though i like to talk about it like all the but let's be real the planet's dying like let's just like you know anyways um (laughs) um uh, no you're so sexy don't (laughs) um (laughs) twitter um but yeah i'm 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 casually i'm casually amassing a crew of of end of the world uh survivalists so if you want to join my crew please do kayla listeners feel free we're starting our own civilization this is and this is not like this is not some kind of crazy cult this is only if the end of the world actually happens so there we go so this is like unlike heaven's gate which was like leap first and then deal with it we're like kind of planning it but we're not going to actually execute until it is necessary oh absolutely so it's it 
as soon as the end of the world starts, which we would know because of like rising sea levels and like the destruction of modern civilization, uh, going back to the Middle Ages, like we uh, a Dark Ages, um, which hopefully we don't. That doesn't happen. Someone I'm friends with on Facebook posted a quote from the diary of Anne Frank, and it was fucking resonant to today. Like there's a line where she's talking about how that all started and is saying like, you know, children's come home, children come home to find their parents are gone. Like that's fucking from the diary of Anne Frank, the Holocaust book. And that shit is happening today. Oh, absolutely. Even like in 2016, the stuff that Trump was saying as like, other, like I'm Jewish and any other like Jewish person who knows their salt were like, yo, this is a demagogue figure. This is the, the Tea Party stuff. This is this is how hate gets fanned. This is how blame for problems that start with the wealthy are tossed onto scapegoats. Like this is how fucking the Holocaust started. And everybody was like, wow, way to mention the Holocaust all the time, Jews. And it's like, no, we're literally mentioning it because now Three years later, we have fucking concentration camps. So yeah, I'm going to mention the fucking Holocaust because, um, hello, like history is repeating itself. But the problem is that the people that you're mentioning that to are those fucking like idiot hillbillies who probably don't even believe the Holocaust happened. Oh, that's true. I always forget forget about Holocaust deniers. It's so anti-Semitism is so weird. But anyways, it's so, like it's just so much right now. It's uh, it's there's a lot going on right now. A lot of hate happening. Yeah. You know what? Everybody smoke some fucking dank weed with your taxi driver. Bridge the gap. <laughs> like I don't I literally I this is so cheesy. And I know why people are hate. Like I know why it's happening. But I'm like. It's so easy to just not be a dick. Oh my god, one hundred percent. I think we've I think we've talked about this before. Like it's so easy to not be a hateful piece of shit. Yeah, it's more energy. I mean, and it's just like with Trump talking about you know when another shooting happens and he's like, we need to crack down on violent video games, and it's like, no motherfucker, these people are acting on their hate because you encourage it. Oh yeah, you say these racist things. Say you want to build a wall you say send them back to where they came from when it's people who are were fucking born in the united states which is aren't white that hate even though it's not even though he's not saying go out and get a gun and kill people the things that he is saying the hateful things and the blaming and though we do better without them and they don't belong here that incites violence that hate that he's fucking planting a garden full of they're gonna it just it's begets violence and then he's going to try to blame it on something else oh yeah oh absolutely and then it just spews it 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 bleeds into every other hate that like white supremacists have always had and that's why anti-semitism is getting worse that's why like you know literally uh, homophobia is getting worse and like it's touching all areas of hatred sexism and sexism misogyny so it's just like every kind of hatred is just being fanned and fanned as a way to bring distraction from the fact. Yes, to distract from the fact. And also, it's just, he's giving them, first of all, he's giving these people what they want to hear because these people have been racist 
their whole lives and now they're allowed to be. But also, if he can get up there and yell, build the wall, like Mexicans are ruining the country, no one's going to be like, oh, what's your actual plan to fix this and this and this? He doesn't have to say anything. It's like fucking Paul Rudd on Parks and Recreation, except at least Bobby or whatever his name was, at least he was nice like he didn't want to fucking hurt people he just was like let's just have fun but it's the same amount of ignorance oh yeah absolutely it's like the more the more ridiculous and hateful he is the less people are concentrating on the facts and like there's a quote i believe from literally hitler that's like make the lie so big that they can't do anything about it well i mean he's 100 percent like i know calling someone Hitler as an insult is like tossed around nowadays so much it doesn't have as much meaning but like he literally is like Hitler he's fucking targeting people that he doesn't think are worthy and he's just breeding this culture of hatred we have fucking kids in cages like I'm sorry this episode got so dark and political but it's just fucking ridiculous oh yeah so so basically so the um German the Nazi propagandist Joseph uh Goebbels basically the Steve Bannon of uh, his time if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it people will eventually come to believe it the lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political economic and military consequences of the lie it thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie and thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Fuck. Yep. Wow. And that's the other thing. I was saying back in 2016, like, knowing my salt of, like, World War II history, Steve Bannon was 100% the Joseph Goebbels because he pushed he pushed Trump to be more Tea Party and right wing. Not that Trump was already, like, an idiot but and a racist and every terrible thing but like oh 100 yeah bannon really fanned the policy and like started staffing these white nationalists in the white house anyways well and i was also gonna say it's the same thing kind of with colts in that you know his lie quote makes sense because it's like you have to just you know keep making it bigger and bigger and blah 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 because then and you have to hide it until the effects are irreversible but the thing also is once you get so deep like, even if these people are realizing that he's, like, a fucking racist monster, it's, like, you, you've you already committed. So either you come out and say, like, my bad, I'm an idiot, or you just fucking double down. And these people, they don't want to be embarrassed. So they'd rather double down on a fucking fascist nightmare than just being, like, okay, my bad. He definitely is not what I thought he was. Oh, absolutely. It's so maddening and so I guess just maddening and so I get so filled with rage when I watch politicians double down on just fucking hateful bullshit and it's like you have no spine if this was happening to your family for no reason you would be fighting like hell for it to not happen to you because they're special so they can make a law for example a bunch of those stuffy politicians who want to ban abortion Hands down, they fucking had one of their mistresses get at least one abortion. Oh yeah, and they had to. It's about people who fucking need it. It's about it's about sequestering the power to the wealthy few and the wealthy white, and that's what white yep. supremacy is about. And that's the 
that's the truth that the the white nationalists and the right wing are trying to shield their base from basically because their policies don't benefit any working class or rural uh, even the farm aid that came out that trump was like oh i'm helping the farms it actually only went to huge factory farms of course so it's not helping the farmers it's not helping the people who think that they're going to be helped but well that's the biggest problem is that the main like his main base of supporters is like it's these people who you know they were things were things have been bad for a while yeah but they are they think someone can just magically make like snap their fingers and fix it so someone is saying oh drain the swamp i'm gonna do things differently it doesn't matter that he's completely supported by big business and oil and all that other shit the fact that he's saying like oh i'll I'll fix it for you they're like okay great and like so they're the ones who these are the fucking white women who are voting against not only their own interests, but fucking everyone else's and voting for him. But like, fuck. <laughs> what a conclusion of that. Well, like then, well, then, then, it, and then we start going to like the voting, how the Voting Rights Act things have been stripped, how uh, people who've been incarcerated can't vote. And in, in many states, except Florida now, and most people incarcerated, it's, 75% of those incarcerated in America are um, people of color. So there's a huge, huge, huge there. And, and then we get to gerrymandering and the, the, the red taping. And it's just like, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. And, and, and then you realize it like makes you, you dizzy with like, Oh my God, can we ever get out of this mess? Because the way the redlining has happened at this point it's like basically if you're progressive and want change and have empathy, you you can't it's getting more impossible to vote it in. But 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 we have the numbers, we can get out and vote. Hey, everybody, are you registered to vote? Please register to vote. Exercise your right. Please do it. Check. And we're I I'm I'm serious. Like, please, please, please register to vote however you vote please vote for like <laughs> empathy we 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 there's no like pussyfooting around this you either vote for empathy or you vote for children in cages yeah it's this is not democrats or republicans this is serious oh i was going to say um that's why they are fighting so hard to make abortion illegal because then if a woman has had an abortion then they're a felon and then they can't vote <gasps> Wow. So many, so many terrible things happening. Yep. So talking about terrible things, what came, what was next for the, the human, human meat? <laughs> I know how off topic we got. I straight up put my phone down. So I'm going to have to log into it because I hadn't been touching it for so long. To be fair, it's all generally related. Yeah. Because we're talking about empathy and clearly Papa was telling his community he had empathy for them. And guess what? He was going to funerals and eating people and turning them into belts and food to sell to his friends who called him fucking Papa. So you know what? The, <laughs> the empathy is lost in this story too. Yeah, that's true. And... um. The 
again, to bring up the, you know, the war and everything. And everyone was so like, it was so hard to come by, you know, whatever you needed that when he had, I guess they were like bartering. I don't know. But when he would make this like weird pickled pork, that was food. Like food is food when you're starving. Oh, yeah. Food is food. I won't talk about how I had French toast Twinkies this morning (laughs) because I was stuck at the barn and I didn't have food. Anyways. That was that wasn't starving. That was like kind of insensitive. But um you know, like you're more attracted to eat French toast Twinkies okay. when you are really hungry. So, if you're starving and someone gives you like what looks like awesome pickled pork and you're like, "Shit, that looks amazing, so fresh." Like, can't wait to eat it. Well, if it's not fresh. Oh. It's been pickling. Right. Pickles, <laughs> all right. I, I, I return the mic to you, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but that's right. It's like you know, if you don't have that many options for food, especially if like the money is useless, you're probably like trading shit for food. And he has food. It's like not. I'm not saying that these people knew what it was. They absolutely didn't. But it's there. So even if it is kind of weird and you're like, I've never had pork like this before, like you're not going to question it because it's food. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, can you have a fresh pickle um, or are they just never fresh? I mean, I guess when you like open a jar and you like pop, pop, they're like fresh, but they've been pickling, which means they've been sitting in vinegar. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I know that process. But like what I'm going to have to Google this after. Um, what delineates a fresh pickle versus a like less fresh pickle if it's been pickling, you know? Yeah, the important things. We cover the important topics. <laughs> this, this is also why I've been left at a barn. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? For real, like one like this one of the people like looked at me and was like, Are you I was like, No, I'm just going off being my weird self and they were like Okay. <laughs> I was like, listen up, deer hunter. You don't get my kind of humor. <laughs> thank God you met me. I know. Thank God we have each other, Kayla. <laughs> Our non-murderous commune. Non-murderous commune. Bless. Okay. So, yeah. So the food, like, they weren't questioning any of it. Actually, the only reason anything even came to light is because like most male serial, I mean, I guess every serial killer because then they get caught, but especially men, they get too confident and they get too cocky when they haven't gotten caught. So they get bold and they mess up. And he had kidnapped Winchen's Olivier and tried to kill him, but did not succeed. And what's his name? Vincenz, he kind of stumbled out into the road and he's like bleeding and clearly fucked up. And so like one of Carl's neighbors ran out to see what was happening. And once they helped bandage him up, he was like, yeah, fucking Papa Dinky attacked me with an axe. Wow. With an axe. So bold. Yeah. Fucking axe. Lizzie Borden style. Uh, Then what happened after this axing of Mr. Olivier. So he goes to the police. They like, they obviously, he tells them who it was. He tells them it was Papa. 
So they go and arrest him. But of course the cops are like, this guy, like he fucking plays the organ. He carries, he carries the cross at funerals. Like he's great. Okay. Already. If Papa, Papa today, Papa would be, we would a hundred percent peg him as a serial killer right away. He plays the (laughs) organ. He carries the cross at everyone's funerals. The fuck is this old creepy ass man named Papa? He's Papa. He's he's Papa, of course. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the police were like, no, not Papa. So they bring him in because they have to, but they're like, what happened? Like, I'm sure this is a miscommunication. And so he finally is like, no, it happened. But and this is another famed line of serial killers. Uh, Once they get caught, if they don't plead insanity, they plead self-defense Ooh, the old self-defense trick exactly and so the cops are like the cops are like oh you know what this is crazy like we'll sort this out like we know who you are like you're great blah 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 so then they like left him in the cell to process everything but they they assured him like this is you're fine this is going to be fine cops useless since 1870 (laughs) (laughs) preach So then that same night at 11.30 p.m., seeing as they said, like, everything will be fine, you're going to be out tomorrow, they were pretty shocked to find Carl had hung himself in his cell. Wow. After turning all of his friends into leather goods and selling their bodies to all their other friends, I'm not, yeah, not surprised. The demon butcher of... um whatever street yeah i actually think you know the street oh hold on i'm not said it i think i do know it that's so dumb i swore it was in here well we're gonna fucking cut that out (laughs) (laughs) i swear i saw it okay i guess i don't have it but whatever street he lived on he Um. butcher there but yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't hang. He oh god, that's really tasteless because he did. Hang. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't hang. <laughs> I didn't mean it. That's amazing. <laughs> Kayla, don't ever change. That's my yearbook uh, <laughs> signature to you. <laughs> oh my god! What I meant to say was he couldn't. He just couldn't handle the thought that I guess his reputation would be ruined and so he just he didn't wait for it he was just like I'm fucking out and he killed himself yeah I mean honestly he took the he was uh a coward yeah he was a coward because he couldn't face up he was like oh shit they found out that I actually did all this terrible terrible stuff to people and you know what this this is a modern rule about real estate. Don't turn, don't take away someone's house and turn it into apartments. That they have to rent. That they have to rent. And don't trust a landlord either. Don't trust a landlord named Papa. <laughs> you know, there's so many lessons we can take from a case like this, Kayla. Yep. Also, he really, he just really couldn't hang. No. <laughs> well, and the irony of it all is like, the police didn't know about any of this and they wouldn't have known if he hadn't killed himself because they were they literally they came back at 11:30 that night to let him out and they had no fucking clue but the only reason they found out is because 
they were kind of preparing everything for the family so the family could come and, you know, pick up his belongings and do whatever you have to do. Uh, and when they walked into the house, they walked into a fucking human butcher shop. Woo! Wow. So he would just like. And- so wait, wait, I want to know more. So the he had it like out in the open or this was a close up? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, no. They stumbled upon it. Like they weren't searching his apartment. They didn't think there was anything wrong. They just walked in and it was like, oh, hi, here's a bunch of fucking carnage. Oh, my gosh. The worst part is it was on Christmas Eve that they were doing this. (gasps) Oh, tiny Tim. (laughs) So like when they first walk in, they didn't like when they get to the place, like it reeks of vinegar. But again, he made that like pickled pork stuff. Right. So they weren't creeped out. Like it's gross, but they're like, that's normal. Yeah. But then they walked inside. Whoops. They found immediately found a pile of bones in his bedroom. Casual. Casual Friday. They found pots containing pieces of hair, pe- butts. Butts. Skin and aorta. Wow. He just had a like barrel of butts. I mean, there it said it said buttoxes. Buttoxes. Ah. So classy. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the word right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was kind of Dahmer-esque where there was just like shit in pots and stuff in the oven and stuff on the table. Like it just, there was stuff everywhere. Wow. They actually, they found bloodstained clothes in his closet and they found a money bag and then two little tin boxes that were labeled salt and pepper. And within those three, uh, containers, they found over 351 teeth, human teeth. Ooh, gross. And then they were like, okay, yeah, I understand why you committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. It's It seems uh, obvious now that uh, why, why, why he would. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, yeah. Bags of human teeth. Hey, guys, don't keep bags of human teeth around. <laughs> if you do, it probably means you're a serial killer. And don't do that. Well, actually. There's a bunch of like creepy jewelry stores I follow on Instagram and that I've seen on Etsy that sell like tooth jewelry. Nah, but I don't think they Nah, I'm good. That's like some cursed shit, you know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. I like I get it, but at the same time, I'm like I don't want to wear another human's tooth on me. Yeah, no, I that's totally fair. Although it's actually really cool when you get sometimes when you get a dental implant, they give you some cadaver teeth. They put a cadaver tooth in your mouth. A cadaver tooth. A family member who I won't name. Um, they're like, yeah. So I had a, like a sliver. You get like a sliver of cadaver tooth enamel like put in. What the hell? Not the whole tooth, but like the the like like pieces like. Parts of uh, cadaver teeth go into it. It's like, it's like standard. So, I mean, wouldn't it be so cool if you could like 23andMe, your like dead tooth friend, you're like, whose teeth are in my mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh yeah. I would just, yeah, I would be worried. Like what if the tooth, was from a murderer's cadaver. Are you? What if you? What if it makes you evil? I don't think it could make you evil. If a dentist. Well, 
horror movies where like like uh, isn't there one where someone gets like eye replacement like they get someone's eyes but it the person was like murdered or murderer or something and they started seeing like weird shit and oh hmm yeah i don't think that happens like irl <laughs> but <laughs> but you never know but we never know um i do think that i do think that there's difference between like getting like buying like someone's teeth from like an etsy shop and then like animal teeth yeah i don't want to wear someone's teeth that i don't know that's fair yeah that's just a personal preference it's you know and again animals i i don't i don't not really sure i'm really stoned right now yeah um animal teeth i'm gonna get in and out afterwards hmm i'm 29 years old and i'm up at 12 55 a.m by the way thank you for waking me up (laughs) (laughs) guys i literally texted her if you're asleep i swear to god and then that's when i was like okay kayla and i host a murder podcast together with jamie and kayla has all the tools she needs she knows my life she knows my backstory she she loves murder she loves research (laughs) i love murder well not murder but crime true crime so kayla could definitely kill me if she really wanted to but she's a good person so she doesn't thanks i will take it yeah you're welcome Uh, but luckily she is awake and Jamie is not here because she is busy and there's three of us so we can let people sit out when they need to. Yeah, that's the best thing about three people. <laughs> <laughs> about three people. <laughs> Are you sure you're not stoned? I, t- <laughs> I actually, so <laughs> I have this, um, oil called bear um 500 milligram cbd full spectrum extract by kush queen oh and um it actually has like it actually does make you feel like a cloud like it it was yeah it was like very it was like pretty expensive but um i've had it for like over a year now so nice and I use it occasionally. So, yeah. And now I'm like, I would say halfway done with the bottle. You do like droppers of it. Oh, yeah. I have a tincture that's like, it's CBD and THC, but it's a very low amount. Um, but it's to help you sleep. Yeah, this is this has like the the legal, like the most legal amount of THC you could have in a C- in a New York CBD at least. Okay. Sad. New York I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's really sad that New York has not legalized weed and LA has and I feel like West Coasters have that like West Coast best coast mentality and I it pains me to think about how the uh, the legalization must be affecting them. <laughs> Your egos. Because there's no big egos in New York. <laughs> that I'm originally from the East Coast. I know. No, you don't count. I'm just grouping okay. you in. Okay. I'm generalizing. Something you shouldn't do. Fun. 
Yeah. Anyways. Back to murder. Uh, <laughs> back to murder. I think that he probably killed at least 40 people. That's a lot of people. A lot of fucking people. And the to give you some perspective, Ted Bundy killed in the 30s, they think. I mean, it's possible he killed more, but I think the official number is like 33 or something. I don't know. Wow. I'll put it in our Ted Bundy series. That's a lot of pickled pork. Ugh. And how, how many years did he do this for? So we don't know for sure, um, but there were just so many. Like, they found stuff, like, in the backyard, in the house. And, like, it just was, like, they found shit everywhere. And some stuff was, like, I think I have a quote about it. Yeah, I do. Um, But so this, this, uh, they found all of this in 1926. And the police were still investigating and still finding remains in the 40s. Wow. Talk about the long game here. Yeah, it was pretty intense, especially from someone who they thought was like Papa. Papa. Okay, in the in the um the movie, the fictionalized version of this uh story, there would be a scene where like the like kid that Papa mentored like years later when he's like a a young adult and has like a sexy love interest and when he finds out he would go like it would be in like in the rain down the the old streets and he'd be like papa papa no why papa you know what i'm talking about then he goes on his knees in the rain and he's like papa (laughs) yeah I, I will accept my Academy Award for screenwriting. You're welcome. Okay, now I have a quote from the head of the Institute of Legal Medicine in Breslau. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, but this, so this is Friedrich Pietruski, and this is in 1926. Ooh. Okay, here we go. The first findings made in Denke's house during the search were bones and pieces of meat. The latter were in a salt solution found in a wooden drum. There were altogether 15 pieces with skin, two parts of the breast. The remaining pieces belonged to the side and the back parts. Particularly striking was a very clean... Oh, God, this fucking quote. This is a direct quote. Particularly striking was a very clean anus with large parts of both flip-flops. <laughs> fucking direct quote a very clean anus as opposed to i guess i guess that was like especially noteworthy okay so now we know that that uh investigator or journalist was clearly an ass guy he was like that's a clean anus that's that's not just a clean anus that's a very clean anus i'm so uncomfortable right now i'm going to cry oh my god um okay in three medium-sized pots filled with gross cream sauce, Ew. some meat, partially covered with skin, and human hair was found. Oh God! All the pieces that Papa, why? All the pieces that were in that pot seemed to have been cut from a butt. Wow! Cut from a butt. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like I have like a a a big butt. I feel like that would probably be like a tender area oh my god now i know how i'm gonna donner party you kayla but first oh my god (laughs) (laughs) actually no um 
based on um uh Jeffrey Dahmer and I think another if it, I forget I'm pretty sure it was Dahmer who said that people with tattoos taste terribly taste terrible oh yeah yeah he did so like you have tattoos I have tattoos let's just say we won't eat each other and call it a friendship deal well we'll have to eat Jamie she doesn't have any oh <gasps> Jamie doesn't have any all right She's so small, though. That wouldn't last. Jamie wouldn't last us like one winter, even. Her are pretty big. That's true. Okay. So, sorry, Jamie. You're the first to go. Please. She won't listen to this. No, no she won't. <laughs> sorry. Just kidding, Jamie. You are the first to go. Bye. Just kidding. Bye. We, lo- Bye. we love you, though. We do. Um, oh, God. Okay, it gets worse. Um, so not only, like, he, he figured they were all from the butt. One pot had only half of a portion, which made the police believe that he had been eating before they arrived. <laughs> just a, another casual, just another casual day with Papa. Like, literally eating. Wow. So, okay, so I have one disgusting question. They said that the butt parts had pieces of hair in it, like the cream sauce with the butt parts had hair in it. I think so. So are we assuming that this is ass hair? We can. Like, people have surprisingly long butt hairs. (laughs) That's a conversation on Broad City, except on Broad City, it's not that you have long butt hairs. It's that sometimes the hair from your head goes into your butt crack in the shower and then you think it's a butt hair yeah or when you accidentally (laughs) you know what i'm just gonna stop there i'm just gonna stop there okay perfect (laughs) my parents my parents listened too i was like you know what i'm not gonna make any more like dirty jokes i'm not gonna like curse as much and then this episode comes around and i'm like well you know what it's your (laughs) genetics guys it's yours it's your genetics i didn't do anything we're not done oh 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 in the third pot they found numerous pieces of human skin and parts of the aorta in a gelatinous mass (laughs) Was that a jello mold Papa was going to bring to the new neighbors? I guess. <gasps> oh, and then, yeah, a bowl on the table appeared to be filled with human fat. Oh, okay. Some butter. Gotta get, a, gotta get a little grease in the pan. You know what I mean? But don't ruin butter for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, a little, a little uh, <laughs> grease never hurt anybody. So we are going to move on quickly from that. The next cool. thing is in the shed, they oh. found pieces of meat. They found a barrel full of bones that had been cleaned of tendons, muscles, all that. And they initially revealed uh, six forearm bones, which means that they belong to at least three people. Wow. So many forearms. You can do a puppet show with that. <laughs> oh, good. Anyway. They found a part of a leg in a pond that had been dug by Papa previously. Okay. Interesting. And they found skeletal pieces in the local forest. Ugh. Sheds, forests, ponds, all places no one should ever go to. 
And I actually found a more detailed list that was like, we found 16 whatever bones. And But I, I started typing it up and then it just like, I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. My sister would, but I, I didn't. So I'm like, there's no bother. If it was like 10 arms, I could read that. But don't give me all these like weird official bone names. Oh, like ulna versus radius. Yeah. 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 I took anatomy in high school. Also, my parents are doctors. I mean, my mom is a nurse and my sister is a physical therapist. I just don't know anything. I think like medical terminology and like body parts come up so often in true crime. I feel like I feel like an asshole. I'm like, my parents are doctors. But like you really are like, like I loved looking at the anatomy books. (laughs) I took anatomy in high school and dissected a cat. And like, it's just cool to be... And it's cool, like, your mom's a nurse, too, and you've mentioned it before, because it's, like, health stuff is relevant to crime. Anyways. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, no, that's true, for sure. Our parents having to deal with uh, all sorts of things, so... Um, so that's, I mean, that's his story, but it's it's such a bizarre, disgusting story that you'd think it would be so well-known, but, like, I don't think I've heard anyone else cover this. Yeah, I haven't either. You know what I want to Google super quick is um, what crime Sondheim was inspired by. Oh, yeah. Do that. What crime was Stephen Sondheim inspired by for Sweeney Todd? Uh, The original Sweeney Todd stems from an old urban legend. Um in Charles Dickens' Pickwick Papers, um, the servant Sam Weller says that a pie man used cats for beefsteak and recommends people should buy pies only when you know the lady makes it. And then there's um, some string of pearls and a cannibalistic pastry. Um, and then people say that like Sweeney Todd was a historical figure who committed crimes in the 1800s, but no one has really found that to be true. Um, however, this is a pretty damning case for potentially the basis of Sweeney Todd. Oh oh my God. It so is. And the thing, well, the funniest part is that, you know, how most serial killers have some kind of nickname. Yeah. Well, so one of his nicknames is the cannibal of Zambiche, which just, that's just where he is. That makes sense. But the other one is the forgotten cannibal. Oh, wow. The Forgotten Cannibal. Well, because usually when, like, crazy stuff like cannibalism is involved, like, it's very memorable. And it wasn't, like, a couple people. Like, it was 40 people. It's just straight. And I bet you it was inspiration, but it's just, like, people just forget about him. So they just don't even realize that's who they're talking about. Yeah. I I almost forgot who we were talking about just now. And he was so forgotten that the only known picture of him is one of those creepy death photos. So it was taken he wasn't even alive anymore. Oh, don't even show me it because I have to go to sleep alone. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to put it on Instagram so you can see it next week. I'll see it next. I'll see it next. Tune in next week for this death photo <laughs> of a serial killer. Yes. <gasps> well, the the sad thing is I like – had written about him before. It's how I found him. I was doing, um, if you're a fan of Ranker, 
you should check out. Um, I'm an editor there, and I was doing this piece on. Um, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing a series where I take. Uh, I take zodiac signs, and then I compile every serial killer that was in that sign. So, who has the most? Which zodiac sign has the most? I just started. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So I did Scorpio first, and there were like forty some. Obviously. And I'm working on Leo now because I want to get it up during Leo season. And there's also like 40 some. There's a fuck ton. And there's a lot of like serious guys like Rodney Alcala. And I think Elizabeth Bowtree might be. There's just like a ton of like real heavy hitters that are Leos. So this is really funny. Most of the people that I've dated in my life, regardless of gender, have either been Scorpio or Leo. And I think that um, I just like secretly dating serial killers or something. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say that you like draw Leos. Oh, no. That that I Scorpios and Leos. Like I feel like there's like some dark, but I have a Leo moon and a Scorpio rising. I was going to say, don't I have a you're Leo Le- Leo rising? Yeah, you're Leo rising. So Yeah, so like you're drawn to me too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Kayla, also potentially a serial killer. I, I don't really date cancers, weirdly enough. See, that's what I'm supposed – that's what, like, the, the cards say you're supposed to do as a cancer, that, like, cancer, cancer works really well. But, like, has it worked really well for you <laughs> all the time? Well, okay, fuck, Helene, if you're going to call me out like that. Obviously, <laughs> more than one – well, no, I guess you can be polyamorous, but I'm not – so obviously there was more than one and we're not all together now. So it has not always worked out, but um, I hope this one will. <laughs> I hope this one will too. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, what's up? Hey. <laughs> obviously I am continuing to date people and I don't know how, any of my stories end uh, except the ones that have already ended in that case there's several closed books on the bookshelf deep into deep in the library that no one should ever open again (laughs) i mean look i have people in my phone like it was someone it was one of my ex's birthdays the other day and so it popped up on my computer because i don't my calendar notifications are so weird it reminds me of like all the catholic holidays i don't know how it knows that i'm catholic mine knows that i'm jewish probably because i mention it every 15 seconds just in case someone's a nazi and then they know that i'm jewish and they don't have to talk to me anyways go ahead it was this name that came up because i like if i if i break up with someone like your name isn't gonna be like oh you know dan like no i'm gonna change your name to an insult Oh, that's amazing. So like one of my exes is Dick with one of those circles with the line through it. (laughs) Um, One is X with a skull and crossbones. Amazing. The other one was like weirdly long. Okay. (laughs) I just searched for I forgot how ridiculous it was. Okay. So the other day, a reminder popped up on my computer to tell me that it was piece of shit. Don't talk to him's birthday. (laughs) yes i bet there's that's amazing (laughs) oh god that brings me so much joy 
sad thing is I don't even know who it is because like it doesn't say their name anymore and I'm like I don't remember whose birthday it was this day yeah piece of shit <laughs> I just know that I hate him so good job brain yeah. a lot of times my amygdala is on too much but good job in making me forget that person who sucked yeah good job brain I'm like hoping to forget <laughs> several people who sucked at some point in my life I could lend you some of my amygdala. Please. My amygdala needs more regulation. Like I just I just picture the like the movie up and the like nervous, the scared one. Like that's like my you know that's my Amy Polar. Like it's just the guy who's like, What? What's gonna happen? This isn't good. This is scary. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> I am a hundred percent Doug. Wait, Doug? I, oh, and that's in my bio on our website. Uh- yeah, the dog. <laughs> You're talking about Inside from Out. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you said it from Up. No, like Inside Out, the movie where everybody's like in her brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Doug isn't an emotion. <laughs> I don't know what – I think I would also be that – I think I would also be the anxiety. Yeah. I can't decide if I would be anxiety, disgust, or sadness. I almost said sadness, but it's not sad. It's scared for sure. And my therapist called that out too. Like she was trying to, like she would ask really good questions. And so something she was asking, like she was like, so you're like a fear response. Like your natural reaction to something, like the immediate, like my sister, for example, is a fire sign. So like mm-hmm. Krista just like, Something happens and she just like, she fucking deals with it. She's like, all right, bitch, I'm a ninja. <laughs> she is a ninja, a ninja warrior. She is. And so then I'm faced with the same situation. I'm just kind of like, what do I do? What, what's going to happen? We're not going to survive this. And then I either fight or flight. Probably flight. Like 99% flight. Oh, I'm the same way. I think that's why we're friends. That makes sense. So is Jamie, right? Actually, Jamie can be aggressive. Be aggressive be be aggressive that's the problem with america that's a chant that we shouldn't say it's cool before we forget i just want to say that we are going to we're going to play a trailer for gore friends which is a great it's another podcast with cool women and instead of true crime they talk about horror which you know from the instagram and from us talking that we love horror so yeah check it out hey everyone this is story and i'm mars and And you're watching watching disney Disney channel just kidding don't sue us please we're two best friends who love horror movies and we're here to talk about gore friends our podcast where we take deep dives into horror films from the folklore to the gore we talk about cinematography themes and the stuff that terrified us all with laughs along the way So if you love horror movies, or even if you don't, we have fun discussions, pop quizzes, and horror-themed would-you-rathers on our social media at GoreFriends. Join our Gore Gang by finding us wherever you listen to your podcast and on Periscope. Later, Gore Friends! I passed a funeral home uh, during this week called Gore Funeral Services, and I thought that was especially uh, dark and funny, and it made me think of them, and... uh, we think very fondly of them. So give them a listen. Yeah. Women supporting women. Women supporting women. Not affiliated with Gore Funeral Services in 
bumblefuck Delaware. So you know what? This is sufficiently derailed and hopefully you found that story as interesting as I did. But I think that's probably it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. So on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's High Crime Pod. Uh, so yeah, tell us what you're thinking. If there's a story you really want to hear, mostly nice stuff. We prefer, uh, send us some love. We're all, you know, we're all about good vibes. We are three cancers together on a podcast. Please be nice because we are too emotional. So what else? Oh, we were saying, follow us on social media, High Crime yeah. Pod. Our website is highcrimepod.com. Our email is info at highcrimepod.com and you can, you know, share a story or if you had a really good CBD or weed thing or if you, I don't know, just want to say hi. Yeah. If you want to say hi while you're high, even better. Keep it on theme. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. And thank you for supporting us and thank you for all the kind reviews. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It takes like 30 seconds. I mean, if you want to write a message too, that's great. You don't have to. But I will say, like I mentioned earlier, all that great stuff I got from Midsummer Scream. We're doing a giveaway and we're going to pick people who've given us five-star review comments. Absolutely. And if you also want to um through through the night take out your quill and ink and write us long um flowering words of love and adoration um that come to you in your in a dream like uh in the 19 in the 1800s or 1900s feel free to do that as well we appreciate all forms of communication wait but we don't have a p.o box oh we don't have a p.o box and we're not going to give people our personal addresses look sorry we'll PO box if people want to send us shit all right i mean i think that's it thank you for listening do you want to count down do you want to calm down <laughs> do you want to count down oh countdown i thought we were like i was like is this the taylor swift thing like i don't even i didn't even listen to the song but the one where she's like yeah um helene okay yeah calm down down, kayla god (laughs) later buds